Are you nostalgic about the good old days when camping with college buddies at music festivals was the only way to travel? Do you have a favorite band you'd love to listen to from a mountainside campsite with a few thousand other fans? Music festivals and camping go together like graham crackers, chocolate, and marshmallows. And on today's show, we have two lifelong buddies who are here to share their love for friends, the outdoors, and music, or as the Road Trip Mojo founders Jeff Zabar and Barry Bluth like to say, camping with a better playlist. Music festivals on today's show. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Today's episode is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 12 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing sponsorship are our friends at Kempco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And of course, Liberty Outdoors, manufacturers of the award-winning Max and Mini Max travel trailers. Thank you, Girl Camper Sponsors, for allowing me to bring great RV content to outdoor enthusiasts everywhere. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster. And this is Episode 158 of Girl Camper, the Podcast. I am so happy to welcome Jeff Zabar and Barry Bluth from Road Trip Mojo to today's show. You know, they say that what goes around comes around and music festivals are not just for 20-somethings. The old folks are getting back out there and reliving simpler times. Only this time around, they're not doing it in moldy old tents. They are in beautiful RVs, enjoying great meals, a good bottle of wine, and meeting friends old and new. Today, we've got the scoop on the music RV scene. Stay tuned. Before we head into our news roundup, I have a message from our friends at Setzer's, the first time RV buyers dealership. I am heading down to Setzer's March 29 through 31 to do a camper college. And I've got exciting news there. We are staying for the whole weekend in the Huntington, West Virginia KOA. We're kicking off the campground season. I'm going to be going down there on Thursday afternoon, and Lynn and I are going to get to work showing off some of the models on her showroom floor, so be sure to follow along at Setzer's Facebook page. They've got 150 models on the showroom floor most of the time, and we're going to be showing you, giving you a little preview. 
On Friday, though, we're heading over to the local news station where Lynn and I are going to be interviewed, and we're going to be sharing all the fun things girl campers do. We are going to be doing a little tooting of our own horns. (laughs) Look at me, Ma. I'm in the pictures. (laughs) I'm really dating myself with that statement, aren't I? On Saturday at 11 a.m. at Setzer's, we're going to host our annual camper college. If you're anywhere nearby and would like to join us for the day, just come on over. It's not necessary to sign up. We'll just bump down and make room for you. The staff at Setzer's is going to be taking us through all the functions of the RVs and answering all of your questions. If you never have owned an RV, this is a great time for you to just learn what is involved in owning, operating, and towing your own RV. It's way simpler than most people think it is. Each year there, we learn something new. The staff at Setzer's go so out of their way for us. All the information about this event is on the girlcamper.com page under events. So head over there and check it out. While you're there, follow the link over to Setzer's and take a look at their large inventory. Thank you, Setzer's, for always helping girl campers learn all they need to know to make their RV dreams come true. It's great having partners like this. We'll be back in a minute with News Roundup. Well, our News Roundup today, everybody, is short and sweet because Barry and Jeff have so much to share. I just want to get right down to business here. The thing I want to tell you about today in News Roundup is our events page over at girlcamper.com. All kinds of new stuff just got posted and new things are going to be posted every single week now. The girl campers are having parties. They're posting events. So head over there and check it out. We've got the above mentioned um, camper college over at Setzer's in the camp out there. We've got a an event at in Waxahachie, our April 25 through 28, Wonderful Women of Waxahachie. We still have room in there. We have got What a Hoot, our spring event, uh, May 7 through 13th in East Liverpool, Ohio. We've got an event in New York, June 22, 23rd. We've got something called Rally on the Rogue in Grants Pass, Oregon. So we have got stuff all over the place and more stuff being added all the time. So go on over there, check out that events page on girlcamper.com. Hopefully there is something in your neck of the woods and you're going to get out there and camp like a girl with us. We'll be right back with Jeff and Barry. But first, I want to share something with you from our friends at Campco. You know what Campco does. They make things. Things for grilling, things for camping, things for towing, things for RVing, things for boating. Things that make us have more fun. Last year, Campco came out with this Life is Better at the Campsite line of fun things. And they have an apparel line attached to that. Super cute baseball hats and t-shirts. They just sent me a big pile of t-shirts and I'm so excited because they're available in the v-neck. I'm really not a big fan of the crew neck t-shirts. I always feel like I'm being choked by them. So when I opened up this box and I saw the v-neck ones, I was so excited. These are just cute, lightweight t-shirts. They have great logos on them. They're fun things, easy to wear, easy to launder. They're available at Amazon, Walmart, the Teardrop Shop. 
I saw them in my own Walmart here. $17. You can't beat that. Anyway, go over, check out Life is Better at the Campsite Apparel by Camco. Thanks, Camco, for making all the things that make life so much more fun. We're back in a second with Jeff and Barry. Welcome back, everyone. They say the secret to a happy life is to never stop having fun. My guests today are making no secret of how they keep having fun. They are childhood friends who reconnected a few years ago and bonded over their mutual love for music festivals. They booked a guy's weekend road trip to an outdoor concert, and from that first event, Road Trip Mojo was born. It's a guide to the Rock and RV Arts and Music Festival events, plus a whole lot more. They provide tips and trips for camping, gear, food, and the whole outdoor culture. Sometimes they even let their wives come along. Hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And it's my pleasure to welcome Jeff Zabar and Barry Buell, founders of Road Trip Mojo, to the Girl Camper Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we I follow you guys, so I'm a fan, you know, but it was kind of a thrill for me to meet you guys at the Florida RV show a year ago. You were there checking out the trailers and doing your thing. Yeah, it was it was fun to see the uh, saw you with the um, uh, one of the, the teardrops. And those were really we were, we were smitten with those and the little guy and we, uh, you know, yeah, was I was promoting my Max trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that that's always. I'm sorry I missed you guys this year because I was kind of in and out. But um, I'm so happy to welcome you to the show. I think you guys have the best tagline in the world: "Camping with a better playlist." I absolutely love that. I, I want each of you to take a minute and kind of introduce yourselves to our audience here. I know Barry that you were instrumental. Instrumental and talking your friend Jeff into this lifestyle. So why don't you start? Tell us about yourself, what you do for a living, and your real job, and what we, what's your camping background? Did you grow up camping? Is this a return to an old love, or did you never stop? Tell us all about it. Well, I guess I was always a camper wannabe. Um, I think we camped, or I camped as a kid once or twice, but really not. Um, but always knew that it was something that, that I loved and wanted to do and uh, was just waiting for the time to be available to do it. So um, it's kind of a pay it forward kind of thing with Jeff and I. We've known each other a long time, but somebody that I knew kind of introduced me to music festivals. And I think we went to one or two and I, my whole world opened up not only to camping to music festivals and to just music in general um of course a lot of that was my wife who was always into music her whole life and so it really served as something that i think connected us a lot uh better so we had done maybe one or two we were just getting into it loved it and jeff happened to show up in my office because uh, I'm, I happened to be fortunate to be his dentist. <laughs> so uh, we were just sitting there talking and I'm, I'm like the bartender dentist here, you know, mm -hmm. giving everybody my story and asking for theirs. And uh, I just, I knew Jeff liked music. 
we were friends in high school. He played the bass. He played the drums. He he loved music. Probably, if I wanted advice on, you know, the where to go and what to see and who to listen to, I'd probably be asking Jeff. And here I felt for the first time I could, you know, lay something in his lap. So I just probably didn't shut up about the best or two that I did, and we were so excited to be going to. You know, one of the major, major festivals, the granddaddy of festivals, which is Lockin Festival in Virginia. And uh, it really piqued Jeff's interest. And uh, really, that's from there, that's all she wrote. We were hooked. And uh, it was a marriage of a lot of things we, we just love to do. Um, and our friends all jumped on the bandwagon. They were always happy to come along with us. And, you know, we were like uh, the festival guides for our friends. And now with, with, uh, taking it to the next level of doing this blog it really just is a way for us to invite anyone and everyone who loves music festival culture and camping uh, to come together and, and exchange ideas and exchange friendship you know I just love so much about what you just shared because when you love something and you're passionate about it you want everybody else to be in on it you don't want to hide that light under a basket you, you just got to tell everybody but I also like what you said about you know, having this thing that you and your wife can do together and, you know, just finding that thing that's kind of yours as a couple, you know, that you both really, really enjoy. And I think that that's so cool when a couple can find that little thing. So, Jeff, what about you? Uh, what's your day job and what's your camping history? Well, my day job ties into Road Trip Mojo in that I'm a, I'm a writer. I studied at the University of Florida. I became a journalist and then got into corporate copywriting. And one of the things I've done, sort of spinning it forward a little bit, one of the things I've done all along the way is, is whether it was starting working from home in 1989, which I'm celebrating 30 years this month, um, to taking road trips with my family so that we could I could work from the road, created this, this website, chiefhomeofficer.com, about working from home, home office highway about working from the road and so um that's what i've always that's what i've always done and so i grew up camping um my dad was an outdoorsman a camper uh more of a hiker and a tenter he, mm -hmm. he we used to do fort wilderness and they'd have the you know the glamping glamorous camping mm -hmm. rig set up for the campers and he'd bring his tent and pitch it out <laughs> he couldn't make the transition he, 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 that wasn't happening so but he got us started early, and so we used to go hiking the Florida Trail and all throughout Central Florida. In fact, some of our favorite campgrounds are up still there that we still we go back to now, my wife and I. But it was it was truly you know I, camping had, had I don't want to say run its course, but it just I wasn't doing it for years. And then as Barry said, we met up uh, in the dentist chair. We had a moment there talking about you know the the Lockin Festival that was coming up. Um, we went up to that. We car camped, which is you take your car and you pitch your tent beside it and had a really tremendous experience. And then um, my wife, Robbie, had grown up camping as well, uh, but she grew up in trailers, you know, trailering with her family up in, in Ontario and in Toronto. And so when I came back and I was stoked on the idea of camping and doing music festivals, She's not. She enjoys music festivals for the camping, and you know, if Celine Dion went on a, a, a festival circuit, she might want to go out <laughs> camping to more Celine Dion show. But she enjoys the spirit of the camping, and so we we went out and you know, two years ago, we bought a camper for ourselves, we bought a trailer, we got a, a Coachman Freedom Express, and and 
we've done a fair amount of camping. We've done some festivals. Barry and I do, you know, we have a number that we do down here. And then we have, again, friends that come along and we go to a place up in North Florida called Spirit of Swanee Park, uh, Spirit of Swanee Music Park, which gets a lot of great festivals, but it's, it's deep in the woods and it's in Live Oak, Florida. And it's got the full camping experience that if there were no music, you would be going there to camp. And that's what we do. And so, again, the, the Road Trip Mojo concept was, I, I like to write about what I do. I, you know, we don't monetize this. In fact, mm -hmm. we, you know, between giving away merch and, and yeah. you know, sharing with other people, it's, it's more of a, a, a budget line, a, you know, cost than, a, than, than income. But it's fun. And we share it with other people. And our friends come along. And they like it on Facebook. Or they, they contribute comments and photos. So, it's just been a blast, and as Barry had said, you know, it, it touches on the number of things that we enjoy, which is our friends, our music, the outdoors. You know, it's a, mm -hmm. a truly wonderful triumvirate of, of things we can do. I want to talk about that very first trip. So, did you guys go without spouses to lock in, Barry? <laughs> well, the, that trip, uh, I think it was the three of us. Yeah. Um, my wife, we did car camp. She loves music. Um, she enjoys camping, but it's not her first love for sure. Mm -hmm. She definitely loves glamping. Um, I would venture to say probably Robbie's much more of a camper than Jen. Um, so when we went, we, we actually borrowed a couple good friends class A's. Uh, the, the first few couple fests we did up in Live Oak with the wonderful spirit that actually introduced Jen and I to music festivals. And when we were, we, the first year we went to Lock and we car camp, and it was the three of us. And that really tested my skills for sure, because I was pretty green. Um, Jeff probably had some, some better camping experience. Um, I generally didn't have much. But that was the three of us. And even the, the road trip itself, for me, was an incredible experience. So I knew that I wanted to do this. I definitely wanted people to come along. I wanted my wife mm -hmm. to be there, um, of course, Jeff and I, and even friends. It's always, for me, I'm the kind of person, the, the more people, the more fun. Um, I'm not much of a solitary person, so it was the three of us then, and after that, we were like, we're buying a camper, and we want to keep doing this. So when we went to look for a camper, of course, the dealer's pretty smart, and they start out with the smallest on one end, and they incrementally get bigger. <laughs> so as my wife progressed from one camper to the next to the next, her eyes got bigger and bigger and bigger. So the very last one had the kitchen island, and she said, that's the one. <laughs> so it actually proved to be, in some cases, a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't tell her this. Uh, I did once, but I learned my lesson. I don't talk about it anymore. But my dream is either a very small Airstream or the little guy, Max, which, you know, I just think is the, the most amazing camper. It is. Um, <laughs> my wife told me if, if I went camping with her in it, I might not return. So I don't bring that up anymore. But And, and although Bertha is big and sometimes too big and, you know, I'm the one cussing as I back it into these tiny spaces that are tree-lined and mm. we can't even open our slides sometimes. At the end of the day, it affords mm -hmm. a lot of people to stay with us comfortably, and that means everything to me. There have been festivals we've gone to where not only is 
our camper full of people, but we'll have three or four tents set up around the camper of people in our in our crew. And uh, that to me, that those are the best weekends. You you know, it's like they say, you know, make memories. You know, don't don't worry about things. Just just make memories. So. Um, we, we love it. And, uh, I, that, I, I think you just touched on something that all of us RVers know about. It, it's, it, it really doesn't matter what you're camping in, although I got to say, they had to be really good friends to loan you a class A. <laughs> they had to be the top of the food chain to let you out the door in, in someone's class A. <laughs> and no wonder your wife couldn't come back down. And let, they lent it to somebody who really had no experience. And mm. one of them, I took the back ladder off of it, parking it. Yikes. Um, and I realized I didn't want to borrow their campers anymore, that I needed to buy my own so that I could I could bang that up. I got to ask you, I just heard you say that the name of, you've named your camper Bertha. What What's with the name? <laughs> uh, well, we generally like a genre of music. Uh, that are considered jam bands. Yeah. So we like a lot of different genres, and we'll go to festivals that uh, have, you know, that have groups that run the course of multiple genres, and then we'll go to festivals that might limit themselves to predominantly one. There are plenty of bluegrass festivals being held up in Live Oak, um, but we do see a lot of jam band type music festivals, and that's like the genre that we like. And the Grateful Dead were the fathers of the jam band, so to mm-hmm. speak, or you know, one of the one of the grandfathers. So uh, Bertha is the name of our camper. Jeff's camper is Mr. Charlie. They're both, um, you know, paying homage to the Grateful Dead and, mm-hmm. and that legacy that they that they laid down for all the other big names like the Allman Brothers and people to follow. And, and really, for music festival culture, like the Grateful Dead, like. Gosh, I, I mean, I'm going to be 60 this year. I'm 59. And and I remember when I was in college, people following the dead all over, you know. They were camping in their cars. Yeah, so it's, yeah. You know, I love to watch the documentaries now. There's a number of them on Netflix. Um, Peter Shapiro, who is the founder of Lockin Festival, um, I think he got into this whole scene by creating documentaries on the whole camping scene and the tour scene you know of people following the dead so it, it really is something that that i think is just you know it's an incredible movement of people that are looking to you know share great experiences and and love music mm-hmm. you know um you guys have created something here like you you're in I, I can see the the ripples going out of this thing now and I, I understand the whole music part but Jeff I want to ask you is is your wife attracted to the music part of it or the camping part of it she's more the she enjoys the music in the moment um she doesn't when when she's in her car she's listening to the blend not the jam on radio station so, <laughs> love it so she she enjoys the camping. She we can go camping. We did that trip last summer. We're gonna we have a few family events coming up that's gonna restrict how much time we can take off this the you know this spring and summer. But she's all about the camping. And mm-hmm. when we get to a on the road trip, you know she brings she packs food. She packs you know she takes care of the inside of the trailer. Gets everything ready for us to go. I take mm-hmm. care of the outside. We travel. We park. We dock. She takes care of the inside, getting it all set up. Puts out the slides, the awning. I, I disconnect whatever. 
um, along with, with our dog, Stella. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and she's all about the camping scene and truly, mm-hmm. truly loves, loves it. We'll partner when it comes to that. Um, it's, it's almost like Jen, you know, Barry's wife, Jen and, and Robbie are a little inverse where Robbie's all about the camping and it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's good ambiance, you know, to have it playing over the speakers, but you know, she can do without the festivals, even though she goes so we can have some, some time together where Jen is all about the music and, yeah. and the right camping scene. Well, I wanted to... Jen, Jen's wife definitely is the mama bear and, and we love all of her efforts uh, that, you know, helping us out camping. Whereas generally for the festivals, Jeff and I will go and set up ahead of time. We'll drag the, you know, the campers, the, the six hours, or in some cases, what, Jeff, 18 hours yeah. up to Virginia. But... If Jen is going to attend, she's meeting us there after our campsite is always set up. So now it's become, it's become a thing for me that I, you know, I love to show our pride in camping. Is once really our home base is all set up and decorated. When you go to a music festival, decorating your fest, your campsite is a huge, huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So when when all said and done, and you're wiping the brow and and you're stepping mm-hmm. back to marvel at what you've created. I'm snapping pictures, sending them to her and say, get here now. Get up here, girlfriend. Hey, I want to ask you about that because that's so much of what you're talking about is so much of what I love about camping. I said the other day on an Instagram post, if you give a woman a little plot of land, she's going to turn it into a homestead, even if it's just for three days, you know. And and I love that. And certainly the girl campers, you know, they've got that thing down pat. But I want you to walk us through what a, if you've never been to a music festival, because you know what? I, I'm so I can't take a lot of incoming like I just have auditory processing or I don't know what it is, but I, I have a very low uh, tolerance for incoming. And so if you're at a festival, are you always subjected to the music or is the campsite elsewhere and you can opt into the music or is it all or nothing? Very have at it. <laughs> okay, um, there's definitely an art and science to music festivals, and part of why we do what we do is to, you know, share the knowledge, because to go in with no knowledge, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage. There's a whole language, there's a whole protocol, mm-hmm. there are things you can do to make your experience a lot better. So, yes, the camping is usually slightly separate from the the actual Mm -hmm. music stages the venue if you will and there's often different campsites they might accommodate different size campers there'll be primitive Mm -hmm. campsites there will be campsites for handicapped campers there may be handicapped i'm sorry there may be campsites for people who uh, are are sober and don't want to be around alcohol, mm-hmm. um, which I, I really think is a great thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really have all different flavors of camping at these events, and you know it, it, it helps to do your homework ahead to know what things to bring, uh, what not to bring, what's going to make your life easier. There might be certain even travel routes that are more advantageous to get to a fest because getting in the fest at some of the larger fests in and of itself can be a little bit of a challenge. I so, bet, yeah. Uh, there's, there's really a, a lot to know and that's 
that's the love that we like to share, especially if it's a fest we've done many times and, and you know, have the knowledge and experience to share. And then we'll do fest maybe we haven't been to, and we're looking to other people to share their knowledge. And, and as you know, Janine, when, when you're, whether you're camping, whether you're doing festivals, and look, we, we also cover, and, and we haven't written about them as much, but it can be a music fest, it can be an art fest, you mm-hmm. have all different type of events that go on, but everyone wants to share their knowledge. So if you're going to a camp, uh, to a, for example, a campground, or you're going someplace you've never been, regardless of whether it's a festival, um, or you're going to a festival you've never been, you go to one, and I guarantee you, if there's one, there's a dozen Facebook groups around almost all these Giving you the tips. And you just ask a question, and you will be bombarded with, with answers. So you'll go back up, and you'll be saving, you know, clicking that little save button in yeah. the right hand, you know, upper right-hand corner. But there's all sorts of things that, that you can learn and people will share about it. Like, for example, with these music festivals, you can go up and they, they are, some of them are really big. And, and, and you know, some of these festivals will have 10, 20, 25,000 people. But if you're back at your campsite, you almost wouldn't know that mm-hmm. there's music playing because you're deep in the woods. And that's not to say you're, yeah. you know, a 20 minute walk. You can be a 10 minute walk. Mm-hmm. Um, or people will bring their bikes and spare to Swanee. You can have golf carts up there. If yeah. You own your golf cart and are insured. Um, but it's not like you go to a festival and you have to be in the throes of, of the festival scene. In fact, Barry and I, when we early on, we would endeavor to hit every act possible. We would fill our calendar. Like, you're here, you got to go. And eventually we said, you know what? I don't really care about that band. I'd rather sit at the campsite. Right. You know, do whatever or explore the campground and not necessarily have to, you know, feel compelled to go to every act. When there's 25,000 people, uh, I mean, there's not campgrounds for 20. So some people are what, like field camping? Like those brave people who come? A lot of primitive camping. And I think it's amazing when you, we, Jeff and I bike around a lot of the bigger fests and it's basically little cities. They're camping cities, and you know, mm-hmm. granted, that's not forest camping. You're not in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't that beauty all the time at the larger festivals. But it's a whole different experience because everybody's there, and uh, you know, you need some sugar, or you need paper towel, or you need something. Everybody's there. Yeah. Gladly sharing, gladly helping. When somebody pulls in next to you and they're setting up their uh, their shade shelters and their tapestries and whatever it is everybody loves to help out because that's what everybody's there for uh it's it's a long day at these festivals a lot of times the music goes from maybe 11 a.m till probably 3 3 a.m in the morning so so you know maybe our first festival we were a little crazy we were also maybe five or six years younger and we we tried to do it it's it's a herculean tap now as jeff said we're there also for the camping, so we pick and choose the music that we want to see. Yeah. We, we sort of we plan our camp meals because I love cooking. Or, well, I should say I love the whole experience of camping at a campsite, though Jeff is really our, our chef mm-hmm. of the group. I, I just help out. But <laughs> the meal is important to me. So we plan the meal around when there's music that we might not mind missing or that we've seen a bunch yeah. so that we make to get to bands that we haven't seen. 
I, I was just going to ask you that because I love that. There's so many components to this here. It's the music. It's the community. You know, as you were describing how everybody is so helpful when you get there, I think it's like a big emotional shot in the arm, you know, to just to be among nice and kind people helping each other out. But, Jeff, for you, the, there's the food, the music, the, the community. What's your favorite thing in the whole experience? Uh, can I check all the boxes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you know, what I got to tell you, is, as Barry alluded to, you know, we, we go for the music. We go for the camping scene. Um, I'm, I'm an early riser. And with Road Trip Mojo, when we're getting ready to go to a festival, we'll always, you know, go on to the festival sites mm -hmm. and catch us. And, and, and for those people, we're going up to Spirit of Swanee Park um, in, in early April. And there's They just announced yesterday a festival up there that's uh, – going to have some great bands it's got some jam bands going on it's not as heavy as some of the other festivals but it's got a good good vibe to it it's called this the swanee uh what's it swanee revival festival swanee rising. swanee rising festival and so we booked our sites and i said if you're going to be on the loop stop by in the morning because we always have the the percolator going stop oh i love so, that so but that that's part of for me it's it's sort of the my favorite time favorite time of the fest is the early morning sort of as people are awakening and sort of mm -hmm. the awakening of the, of the day but there's the music there's the camaraderie there's learning what's new out there there's you know the the it's it's and, and it, i gotta tell you it starts now mind you again we're in south florida so it's five and a half hours plus to get to that park and that's where most of our festivals are florida festivals that we go to are held so it's it's a haul to get there but the road trip and the, the check-in and the excitement and the camping, you know, the setup, it, I, I, like I said, can I just check all the boxes except for the breakdown? No one enjoys the breakdown. No, so nobody I mean, likes that. I mean, it, I mean, breaking camp at the end. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like taking down Christmas decorations. Who wants to do that? Exactly. We're so excited to put them up, but nobody wants to take them down. Exactly. Although we have had a, a few fun breakdowns as well, so yeah. <laughs> we've I, done it all. I think when, when you do it a lot, you have a system. When, when my husband and I get home from a trip in which we're making multiple stops, I mean, we've got that down to a science by the end. And, you know, he has his jobs and I have mine and, and it, it gets broken down quickly. So what is the next road trip you guys hit? What's your next festival? Well, we just had the one that was announced. They, they gave a save the day. There's some, there's some machinations and, and you know, corporate touches and influences on some of these festivals that, you know, cause some to rise and some to, to you know, sort of run their course and go mm -hmm. fallow and, and cancel down the road. So one just got announced as a, re not a replacement, but a fresh festival um, up in, in, at Spirit of Swanee Park. So that will be um, in early April. And again, Swanee Rising, named for the Spirit of Swanee, which is along the Swanee River, Stephen Foster, that whole thing, way mm -hmm. down upon the Swanee River. Yeah. So... It, it's and so we'll be going to that and they have again some some great music um, and again it's not gonna it should be large but it's not gonna be as large as some of these other vessels as far as the number of people who show up um, and then two weeks later uh, is another festival in that same park that I might just leave my trailer there come home and go back and do that when we're undecided because 
you know, we I, I say that that Florida used to be sort of a musical Siberia, where a lot, not a lot of acts would come into the state, especially south of Orlando, because it's two hundred plus miles to mm-hmm. make that drive for one show to then double back, as opposed to being on the eastern seaboard and being able to hit, you know, another stage mm-hmm. every fifty or so miles. So we have sort of an abundance of of, of riches and abundance of, of of music coming to town. So. Um, we have to. We, luckily, we have some decisions to make. But early April, I think, is the next one we have coming up. How, how far in advance? Are we booked for spring reunion? You know, it's funny. Jeff and I laugh at each other. We actually have we have a Google calendar dedicated <laughs> to just these festivals and events because there are so many. Um, I sit at work and dream about going to more than than I know I'll ever get to. But I think we have spring reunion, which is at the end of March. There you That's go. a blue that. Do you guys have to book um, the campsite way in advance? Is this like a competitive thing? You got to be quick to draw. As soon as they go on sale, you generally want to pull the trigger. If you wait too long, you might get, you know, you you might get locked out. You can generally get tickets, but this campsites, especially the premium RV sites with the full hookups generally are, uh, you know, they're less in quantity, as you said. None mm-hmm. of these, none of these events have twenty thousand RV, you know, full hookup sites. Right, so. right. You, you know, this, this just one of the fun things about RVing is that you get to, you know, you get to follow all of your dreams, all your like. I'm a big fiber artist. I love to knit and crochet and do fiber art. And I, I used to go to all the sheep and wool festivals, and they're they're just so much fun. I, I love a cornball 4-H fair like nobody out there. and But I love this idea of just being able to explore things that interest you and maybe you don't know so much about. I, I really think we're going to have to team up with you guys and do a girl camper slash road trip mojo trip. You know, it would be great. i got to tell you that with any of these festivals, I have a, you know, well, we both know a number of women who go to these festivals um, whether they're traveling solo, whether they're going with girlfriends, whether they're mm-hmm. going with, you know, guy and girlfriends, um, these are for all comers. And some of the festivals, some of the smaller ones are totally kid-friendly, even though some of the bigger festivals might tell you, yeah, it's kid-friendly, you wouldn't necessarily want to, you know, expose yeah. a child to some of the, the chaos that goes on. But some of these smaller ones, uh, you know, the, the spring reunion that, that Barry was talking about, the one that I kind of overlooked. Glad you reminded me, so I'm not sitting on the sidelines when that one comes. <laughs> the one we're talking about up in uh, in, in uh, North Carolina. I mean, people are just they're they're kids. There's people pulling their little ones in, in mm-hmm. you know in radio flyer wagons, and so it's for all comers. So I would love to to arrange something with 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 you guys to have girl camper along, and we we show what it's all about because also got to say that the, the, the festival's getting much more accommodating where the Lockin Festival this year announced what they call communal camping, that if you come with a group of four, specifically trailers or RVs, mm-hmm. if you come with a group of four, they'll let you set up, create your own little compound or so to speak. I love that, yeah. Yeah, as opposed to you got to make sure you line up, you know, in the right order, yeah. or you got to arrive at a certain time, or, you know, if they, they're being more accommodating, which is really nice, because that's, you know, a lot of these people... And really, they want happen. people coming back. They want that experience to be a good one for them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, right. I'm i totally serious. I, I, I want you to start me out small, though, guys. Uh, I, I don't like huge, huge crowds, so find me something small. 
Well, there's that one in Manchester, Tennessee. What's it called? Um, Bonnaroo. Maybe you should do Bonnaroo. 80,000 people. <laughs> That's all. No, I don't know much about um, music festivals, but I do know Bonnaroo. <laughs> there you go. I wouldn't do Bonnaroo. I, I love some of the acts. That's yeah. more than I can handle. So. No, we, we took a, a road trip down to Austin, Texas, and, and that was all a little too much for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, no. my daughter worked for MTV and she covered that every year. And she she got to the point like, please give me an intern to send to South by Southwest. I can't go one more time. Yeah. It's, they, they get, you know, it's chaos. You got to think there's people who work these things. And, you know, us, it's it's remarkable. And then you think about the people who, we have a friend who works one of these festivals. And at the beginning of the weekend, she's you can see she's tense because everything's coming together. And by the end of the weekend, is you know, Saturday night rolls along. You see she's much more relaxed. Everything is, it's, it's fading. It's starting to work. As opposed to all being in front of her. But we have a great time. You know, it's a lot of fun. And anyone who has any questions, feel free to reach out to us at Road Trip Mojo. We'd love to share their wealth. Yeah, I, I've got to put you guys down. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a blog post that's gonna come with this um, episode, and so I want everybody to go over to girlcamper.com. There's gonna be links to um, Jeff and Barry there, but uh, tell us where else we can follow you. Roadtripmojo.com. Where are you on Facebook, Instagram? Where else can people find you? Facebook is really our, our home base for day to day, back and forth. Mm-hmm. We we do post uh, some pictures for. You know, people to share on Instagram, but it's roadtripmojo.com and and our Facebook, Road Trip Mojo on, on Facebook. That's well, really where you'll get it. I, I'm so glad we finally got this together and got to have you guys on the show. I I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up from this call and I'm gonna send you an email because you and I talked earlier and you mentioned something about Floyd, Virginia, which is the corniest town a cornier than kansas i love it i've camped there a couple times and you said there was a festival there that sounds right up my alley really is yeah yeah they have this great general store there and on saturday night they push all the shelving back and they have two-stepping and a bluegrass radio show going on and we used to do an annual trip there that was just a blast and there's a really cool campground there called uh, daddy rabbit (laughs) Daddy Rabbit. Daddy yeah. Rabbit Campground. Uh, yeah, old we school. A, uh, we did an interview with the promoters of that show that uh, is going live in the next couple days. Um, something we call Sit Down with the Producer, which which talks about their thinking. What keep, Because a lot of these festivals, you know, they have to keep them on the leading edge. And not mm-hmm. only techn- technologically, but they got to be creative. They have art installations. They, they bring in food, local market food and food vendors. So we did an interview. So I'll, I'll let you know when that one's live. That should be live in the next couple of days and um, learn a little bit about Floyd Fest. I'd be happy to share it. And by the t- this, this show won't come out for a couple of weeks, so maybe by then we'll have some details and I'll have some sites reserved down there in Floyd. There you go. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for coming on. This has been so much fun. And I'm going to add this to my camping experiences, music festivals. Thanks Why not? Yeah, Janine, I appreciate it. It's, it's a ton of fun and love to uh, just introduce people to the concept of, uh, if, you know, they know camping. Now they're going to know about festival camping. And food, fun, friends. It's all good. Camping well, with a better playlist. I love that so much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, you guys. And let's stay in touch. We're, we're going to do something together. Wonderful. Thanks. Great talking with you. Happy trails.
Well, that is our show for today. I feel like I just made two new friends that I really super want to stay in touch with. These look like fun people. I have already checked out the Soul Shine event up in the mountains in North Carolina. Got a thread going on the Girl Camper uh, Facebook page over that. I'm going to just see who wants to go in on that. That looks like a fun event. Um, I'm going to have all kinds of links attached to the blog post attached to this podcast. And so you can follow uh, Barry and Jeff, all the fun things they're doing, and just get some links to where all the festivals are going on this summer. Maybe there's something out there for you. Maybe you're going to relive a part of your youth this summer in high style. Anyway, thank you, Jeff and Barry, for coming on the show. It was great having you. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee, General RV with 13 locations on the East Coast, Florida, Utah, Virginia. Thank you all for participating in making Girl Camper Dreams come true. Thank you, Campco, for always sending us great swag, making great things that make our lives so much more fun. And of course, to our friends at Liberty Outdoors for for providing us with great ways to get outside and enjoy the outdoors. That's a wrap, everybody. Have a great week. Happy trails.